Hello everyone, uh, we've just finished the fourth episode. I can't believe it's already been the fourth one. I feel so grateful for every single one of these episodes. I feel like I'm finding something that I really love doing that gives me so much joy. But this episode was a very, very special one with the one and only Jake Wright. Uh, we jumped right at the beginning into how you can regulate your anxiety, your nervousness, right? If you're gonna be standing in front of a big crowd or you're invited into a podcast, right? How do you stay calm in a high pressure situation? We really went very deep into the benefits of breath work, meditation, and everything around it. How specifically that changed the course of his life and how it led to creating eventually show up one of the fastest growing wellness communities here in Barcelona that you should definitely check out if you're in Barcelona every single Wednesday for sunrise at Barceloneta. And did I miss anything? I think we, we talked. This. We also talked a little bit about the, the vision of show up, what's coming, what are some great things that are coming up. And yeah, how Jake also found his path, his passion and how he's executing on it. So I hope you really, really enjoy it. Uh, and I'll see you very, very, <laughs> can't even speak very at this soon. point. I will add our retreat on the 6th of April. Oh yeah, for sure. And we have a retreat happening on the 6th to the 9th of April. We're going to talk about it more in this episode that I hope you enjoy. Ciao, ciao. It's a big one, huh? I was yeah, really yeah. excited about this one. Me too. Come here, man. Oh, wait. Dude, I feel like, um, yeah. It's been a journey. It's been a fucking journey. Yeah. Whoa. So, welcome everyone to the very, the fourth podcast already with the one and only Dr. Jake Wright, founder of Show Up and Center Movement. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, man. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm a little bit nervous until we settle in. Yeah. But yeah, feeling good. What, what do you do when you feel nervous, right? Mm. Um, recently, I've been doing a lot of meditation, a lot of breath work specifically yeah uh yeah it comes with the trade at the moment but some of the things i notice straight away is how am i breathing number one how am i moving am i starting to shift into one side am i starting to get a bit more tense and just try and focus on calming my breath and expanding my diaphragm and not looking like i'm shitting myself when there's 150 people staring at me Hundred percent. Yeah. Honestly, I, I feel about I feel this way every time I, I'm either about to speak in public, even in front of every single podcast I've done, every single one of them. Even though in some of them I then look at it afterwards, I'm like, I don't look nervous at all, yeah. right? But I start literally every single one of them a little bit nervous, right? And you know, one of the things I noticed, especially in the last episode I did with Avi, is my posture. Which is great, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, we actually did two podcasts in a row. One for his podcast and then right after for, for mine. And then swap the questioning. Totally different, yeah. right? <laughs> Honestly, the, the outcome was completely different. But I was the first one to jump on his podcast, yeah. right? And I was a little nervous. And you could really see it in my body posture. I was just kind of like leaning forward, like acting a little bit small. And then you, you, you know yourself, you're, you get into your own head, right? And then you, you're thinking like, oh, maybe can we cut? But it's like, oh, you're already alive. You, 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 you got to go with it. You, know? you, you can. Yeah. So I guess, you know, really looking at how you're breathing, really being present to some extent, which is 
easier said than done, yeah. right? But how can someone really avoid that that anxiety, that those nerves, right, and really become present to some extent? Oh, that comes with practice. There's no doubt whatsoever. I, I think the first time that you stand up in front of a crowd, I know that I experience the same thing. Uh, you start to shake. Like you, you, your breath gets shorter, your heartbeat raises, you start to hear a thumping in your head, and you're like, oh shit, I can't think of the words. That happens to everyone. I remember I've had multiple times where I've had to stand up in front of people and the words didn't come, and I struggled to be able to function and to be able to speak. And it's a learning experience. I've definitely gotten better, as you have. I've seen you participate and learn, work some, some magic in front of crowds. Uh, it, for me, it comes down to the breath. If I, can, if I can control my own emotions and my own, that feeling that I'm getting agitated or that little bit of anxiety that's going to rise by focusing on slowing down my breath, I've got a routine, though. Yeah? Yeah, every time when I get up to go run a show up, I wake up in the morning, I'm going to splash my face with some water, calm myself down, whether I need to go to the toilet or not, I'll do. And then I'll get on the bike, and as Elle and I are riding down, I will do some breath holds along the way. So if I'll do, say, breathe in, breathe out, empty my air, my lungs full of air, and I'll do 15 to 20 cycles or spins, and then with no air in my lungs until I start to feel an air hunger. And what it does is it, it allows for a vasodilation, and, but it also calms your brain and gets you ready for a stimulus. So that already by the time that I'm standing in front of the crowd, I've already done five or six reps of, of some breath holds, and my brain's awake and alert, I'm thinking, I've stressed myself already, and I've used my, my breath to be able to regulate my nervous system a few times. Yeah. So then by the time I stand up in front of however many people want to come this week, I'm ready to go. Breath work is truly transformative. Yeah. For me personally, every time I do some sort of you know, public speaking or anything of that sort, mm. I have to do breath work, whether it is a few minutes before or just that morning, yeah. followed by a cold shower. That for me is, is my ritual, that it's something I need to do. If I combine some sort of exercise as well, then I'm feeling like in peak performance, mm -hmm. right? But what are really the benefits of breath work? With regards to any, any activity, um, or public speaking, or a stressor? Just in general, like why, why, why is everyone now, it seems like maybe it's the community we're building, maybe everyone is very conscious. Why is the world turning to breath work as a main form of, like it's a fad, it's huge at the moment. I feel like everywhere that I look, maybe it's the algorithm, but it's all I get is breath work, breath work, breath work. Different coaching platforms popping up, different types of routines. I think the world's finally figuring out that by popping a pill, and by going down that other medical route, or at least that, you know, that, that band-aid effect, that it's not really fixing anything. And that we have the own, our own ability to be able to regulate our nervous system and to be able to s stop one, stress, inflammation, and anxiety. And I think if we can start to get that under control, we can, anyone can be whoever they want to be. If you can convince yourself by regulating your nervous system that you're confident enough because you can control yourself, whether it be not getting emotional or stressed or angry in any situation, then you can change your life quite quickly. And that can come from taking a jump into a business adventure or taking, you know, actually going for it, putting your money down on the ground and saying, I can do this. Or it can be standing up in front of a crowd and 
and giving a public speech about something. So for me, breath work is, it's the most important thing except for my partner. She's going to be happy I said that <laughs> in my life. Shout out to Ale. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, she designed this beautiful space right here. Yeah. I'll yeah. say it looks really, really nice. Everything She's done here. a good job. That painting too, wow. She did that one. Really? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah. Not for sale. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah. most important thing, you, you'd say breathwork is one of the most important things. It's, yeah, for me it's up there with diet and you know, exercise. Yeah. Breathwork, diet, exercise, happiness, life, love. And why should people care about breathwork? Why should people care about changing their nervous system? Right? Yeah. It sounds a little bit abstract. Probably to some people, it's like, oh, why do I care about my nervous yeah. system? Why would I want to breathe in a certain way when I breathe fine? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, fine. <laughs> I mean, it's like humans, I, wrote, I made an Instagram post last week. It's like humans, we breathe 20,000 times a day, right? On average. Yeah. Like depending if you run or you train or whatever it is. And why would I change the way that I breathe when I breathe fine and I live? Well, yeah, okay, you do. And most people will probably never change their breathing techniques or never have the ability or be shown. But the profound effect that it has on your consciousness and your mind frame and your focus and your calmness or your ability to, to, react, to respond, not react, is just is well worth at least looking down the rabbit hole. It's yeah. kind of like an upgrade from meditation to yeah. some extent. Yeah, to a certain degree. And it's not that hard. Like we... We, we teach a lot of things on the beach and all, all different types of practitioners will do, you know, hyperventilative breathing, transcendental, we've got transformational breath work, you know, there's Wim Hof or Tumo breathing. Like there's so many different types of breath, pranayama, there's Tibetan types, Tumo, whatever you want to call it. There's, the, there's thousands of different techniques that you can use, box breathing. But really all we really need to do is just to be able to figure out how to slow our breath down and to utilize or change the physiology within our bodies so that we can start to to, to regulate it quickly 100%. and we can do that pretty quickly um, if you want to try we spoke about before that you would like to so we might as well yeah yeah sure let's do it so my easiest way to go about to go about it and something that this will only take like two minutes but i just want to show some people uh, whoever listens that the quickest way to regulate your nervous system through the use of breath work is through two methods. One is the physiological side, which is quite well known because Andrew Huberman talked about it on his podcast, where you get, if you just sit normally. And what we do is you take a big breath in through your nose. And at the top, you breathe in that little bit of extra air. So, and then a long, slow exhale on the way out. Another breath in. And in again. At the top, and let it go. One more. Breathe in. At the top, a little bit in, and let it go. Now that's the physiological side. It's been proven as the most effective way of calming the nervous system down very fast because of the contraction of has with the diaphragm and allows for that vagal turn to be able to stimulate very quickly. The other, the other reason is that the exhale or the breathing out 
is also stimulating the body to be able to calm the heart rate. And to put us, imagine that we're in a fight or flight or a stress mechanism, and we're gonna shift into a relaxation and digestion. And that balance can be flicked very quickly when you're breathing out nice and calmly, because it tricks the brain into the body into thinking that it's in a calm, full, relaxed state. The second one is by putting, most people, when they tell them to breathe, everyone goes, breathe in through your stomach and take a big deep breath, and they go, <laughs> Which is the complete opposite thing that we want to do. But like, and so the usual, the usual thing, and I do this on the beach because it's easy, is to say, breathe in through your stomach. And people will push their stomach out. But it's actually not completely correct. Interesting. Yeah. That's how I do it. Yeah. And, so and I feel so... It works. It definitely works. And like to promote stomach or diaphragmatic stomach breathing is, is beneficial. But the most effective way to do it is if you get your hands and you just put them on the bottom of your ribs, just like this. And if you just get sit there nice and easy, and instead of breathing out through your stomach, so doing this, try and breathe in through your nose, number one, and breathe in slowly and expand your, in, your ribs into your hands laterally. Through your nose. And breathe in really slowly and out really slowly. Three, four, five, six, in. And out. Two, three, four, five, six. Last one, in. What I tell people to do is to do that breath work you know, once, it, once or twice a day before bed, ideal, to really calm yourself down and get yourself into a quite calm response or, like, or state of mind. Like now you probably feel like your eyes are a little bit clearer. I'm also just tripping right now because I, I'm kind of into all of this and I have been for a while. <laughs> and I just felt such a huge difference in terms of the volume of air inside of my body mm. by breathing in this way. I was like, what have I been doing it's, this whole time? It's crazy. Once, when I learned this, and like the first time you really experience it, and I hope you guys are listening do the same, but it really changes your, your brain as to like, okay, if I can start to get more contraction of the diaphragm and increase my vagal tone, like increase the vagus nerve activation, which is the thing that brings us into that calm state, we can, and we can do it in a more efficient way, then we also, if we can run down this rabbit hole, but we also don't need to breathe as much air in. Because if we're getting air that's going down to the bottom of our lungs as our diaphragm's contracting and relaxing, and we're filling up and getting that gaseous exchange, and we're becoming calmer people, for me, that's the answer. What would society look like if everyone did breath work consistently? Oh, we definitely be a lot calmer, a lot calmer place. Uh, I can't say that there wouldn't be wars and there wouldn't be greed, but uh, there would be less confrontations for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love how this podcast has started. We jumped right into it. Very organic. But still, you know, probably a lot of people know who you are already. You're kind of the breathwork Becoming the breathwork king of Barcelona. 
But I'd love to know a little bit more about your beginnings. You know, what role uh, breathwork played in, in your transformation. So right now you are pretty much the founder or the person behind Show Up, yeah. which is the fastest growing wellness community in Barcelona. Every Wednesday, I've gone maybe 60% of the time, 70, yeah. try to go as many times as possible. It's become a ritual. Uh, it started with maybe 10, 20 people at the very beginning. Now it's 100 plus people. I think we need to first just state that the reason why, how we met was actually an event that you organized, um, a men's group in Barcelona, shout out to the pack. Yeah. And um, I got paired up with Mark in a group session with you talking in third person and we uh, had a exchange and we had to exchange our ideas and what we wanted and set a goal for six weeks yeah. and I remember that your goal was to start to build your online presence and, and do your um, YouTube especially yeah, YouTube especially. I said I said oh by the end of <laughs> in December <laughs> 1000 subs <laughs> it. like, well, it's like 180 we'll get there we'll, we'll get, get there, there. And, uh, and mine was to get 100 people on the beach by Christmas. Yeah. So we both didn't reach our goals, but we're nearly, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah, this week we've got over 200 sign-ups in yeah. to show up. No, but what I really liked about that specific session we held um, was kind of changing the mindset around, what was it, have, be, and do? Yeah. Can, can you elaborate on that? No. No? So, so most of the time when we set goals uh, for ourselves, it's kind of like, I have to do this, right? Mm -hmm. I have to get to 1,000 subs. I want to have 100, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and the idea was to kind of switch the mentality around it and kind of step into that identity to some extent, to already be the person that is going to do that to some extent. And I mean, I feel like during that conversation you shared with me like that just standing in front of a big crowd was something you, you yeah, know. Yeah, it was quite fearful of. And now there's yeah. hundreds of people showing up and I haven't fully even explained what show up is. Basically, it's every Wednesday for sunrise, yeah. a group of people meets. Humans. Human beings. Humans. Uh, we meet. We meet at before sunrise, about half an hour before sunrise on a Wednesday. Every single Wednesday. Every single one. Um, for the main reason of continually proving to yourself that you can show up for yourself, for your community, um, and for your community, and continually do something that you don't particularly want to do, uh, to prove to yourself that you have the the ability or the capability to do these things. Um, and to continually start to show up in life. So we, yeah, we started it in October. There were six of us on a beach. It was just a couple of friends. I always had some, some inspiration from a couple of friends who were doing something similar in Australia. Um, and I had been swimming all year, the, week, the year before, and, and had done for a long time in Australia, in Melbourne, and wanted to start to build a bit of community, which I was feeling was lacking a little bit in Barcelona, that conscious, sort of healthy sort of mindset of people, instead of just going out and catching up when we're going for dinner or drinking or whatever it may have been. I really missed the, that sort of aspect of you know, wholesome friendship groups and conversations that, that I hadn't found yet in Barcelona. So I was like, okay, let's just, let's just build it. 
So we six friends. I, I told a friend Sam, and he, you know, my partner came, and he told a couple of friends as well. And there was six six of us on a beach, and we're just some friends doing some breath work, um, and having a cold swim, a little bit of qigong before it as well. That's always been there, and um, and every week that couple of girls posted on Instagram, and I sort of just every week it just doubled and it just kept growing and I had more messages and more people wanted to come and you know we had a little break over the Christmas period because most people go away and, and people still did it people still did it they, that's like, they still went and we organised for a couple of people to run different events and that's what you call a community uh, it's, it's a it, yeah bordering on like uh, cult I, I didn't say it you did <laughs> <laughs> and then it's it's an awesome community. I love it. I love waking up on a Wednesday morning and going down and helping to facilitate and just create the space for people to be able to open up and, and show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like it's, it's awesome. No, it's, it's amazing. And it's not just about showing up for yourself and doing the breath work and doing the Kiyong or tomorrow also yoga facilitated by Simone uh, and then jumping into the cold sea and like, you know, staying in the water with everybody else. It's also about then, I mean, Honestly, one of my favorite moments is then the walk to the cafe. Yeah. Where we all just hang out for an hour. And everyone's feeling it. Everyone is just feeling good. So many Wednesdays. The majority of my productive days, the most productive days of the week, are on Wednesdays. For sure. I just yeah. feel like I'm sharp. I'm sharp. You're awake. You're alert. Yeah. You feel good happy. Vibes, You've for got sure. a bunch of dopamine and serotonin and noradrenaline running through your system for 100%. an extended period of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so many people know you as the guy behind Show Up, yeah. right? But you're also an osteopath? Yeah, so I, um, yeah, I have a little practice in Barcelona that I run. And I treat, I treat chronic conditions, acute injuries, sporting injuries, so forth, a whole range of different things, biomechanical gait issues. Um, and that sort of led me down this path. I had... Um, I started practicing breath work and I was introduced into the health scene quite early or the, the conscious mindfulness sort of scene from a young age at about 13 or 14 from my father. So like he walked me down a, a beautiful road quite early on and it gave me the tools that I uh, am very thankful for that, that have been able to continually grow and utilize within my work and, and practice. And uh, I started studying actually chiropractic for two years and then studied osteo afterwards and then after a break in which you went to Nepal and I took a little gap year in between halfway through my university studies and, and did traveled Europe did London for a little bit and then did a um, I didn't live, love living in London I only lasted a few months it's too cold I don't see you there it's too cold too busy too, too big of a city you need a beach yeah I do or some sure. sort of nature yeah and then so I said, stuff it and booked a one-way flight to India and did a month in India, Sri Lanka and Nepal. And really, I had lost, like I lost my father when I was 19 from, for cancer and sort of, but he'd given me a lot of those tools early on and set me up for quite a, I was nearly, I was as, as ready as one could have been for that, the, the loss of a, of a close family member, especially someone who's like your dad, right? So, um, but I went on my own little journey for a couple of years and sort of lost my path a little bit and when I got back to I just I, when I was in India I started practicing meditation again started really tapping back into who I thought I probably could be and went to a couple of ashrams and did a lot of meditation everywhere I went in the mornings we'd get up do some yoga wherever I could find it 
and just started to tap into what the practices that I'd learned before and then obviously opened my mind to new stuff as well, some pranayama and yogic techniques and so forth, which I loved. And then Sri Lanka for a month, Nepal for a month, and then was jumping around going, did all of the, would go to all the temples and check them all out and meditate in all these sacred areas. And it was like a really cool moment. And um, like I'm sure a lot of people have traveled and experienced similar things, but it was like, for me, it was, yeah, it was, it was quite a decisive moment. Then went back and finished my university degree, started practicing, COVID happened. Was that the plan to finish the degree? Yeah, went back and finished, yeah. I and wasn't I'm really assuming you probably came back with a totally new... I was energized and ready. I had a conversation, I had a conversation with a guy on the beach in Goa. And he was just a German guy, quite old. He was probably like 45. And he was talking about like sacral spinal fluid. It was like a cranial type of technique within osteopathy that helps to regulate the nervous system and the body. And he was explaining me this technique, which was supposedly something that I was supposed to be studying. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And it annoyed me. <clears throat> it really frustrated me. And that was the moment that I knew that I had to go back and finish my studies. I was like, this can't, I can't let I can't let this whole range of knowledge and information and like possibly being able to help more people. Like I can't, I need to learn this. And, and, and what made you then sort of combine, you know, your background in osteopathy with breath work, that entire site that also comes with it. So I practiced for a few years um, in Australia and then moved over here. And throughout my practice, I'd slowly started integrating a little bit of breath work within my, within my scope. <clears throat> And probably not until I really got over here and had the ability to treat however I wanted. You know, not under the banner of someone else's business and really running my own sort of shit. I could start to utilize different techniques in the way that I thought was more beneficial for the clientele. And I think with, with COVID especially, we had a lot of people um, start to present, or I had a lot of people start to present with some like long COVID forms of like of conditions. Um, and whether yeah whether it had been from specifically either having COVID or being vaccinated or whatever it may have been and started to utilize i just i was just finding that the hands-on techniques weren't specifically just they weren't reaching the level in which i needed to be able to have an influence on the system and i'd started studying a little bit further into some oxygen advantage techniques um, which a guy named patrick McEwen has formulated off with the Taiko method in for a Russian practitioner. So I studied that um, and did their advanced training course and, and had started utilizing that within my practice. Uh, and it completely shifted the way in which I was able to treat patients and the and the action the way that they would respond to my treatments would like within a couple of weeks I was seeing results that it would normally take me a couple of months. So I was just like, this is, for me, this is the, where I need to invest my time into and need to tell and teach this to more people. So that was really how the idea of show up had started, was just like, I, I, need to, I need to reach more people than the cap that I have within my clinical space and, and start to share and build a community around it. And this has probably just changed your yeah. perspective on life, right? Like most of your focus was probably just center movement, right? It probably still is, but you have something very, very valuable now. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, 
followers, not, not Instagram followers, but people who genuinely, you know, will still keep on showing up whether you're here or not. I and have, I mean, I right now it. there's show up popping up in Malaga, in Australia, in England, in Madrid, in Madrid. Like what yeah. the hell? There's one in Australia in Port Ferry. Shout out to Jono. He's, uh, he's on a beach and it gets cold down there. Like you think it gets cold here. It gets very <laughs> cold down there and he's, he, he's going to leave it. Um, so where's show up going? Well, it's a, it's an animal at the moment. That's nearly untamable. It's like every, but I'm enjoying the ride. Uh, we, uh, we have a few plans. Hendrick's come on board and he's been giving me a bit of a help there. Shout out. Shout um, out to Hendrick. Shout out to Hendrick. The man. Um, so we've got a retreat with you. In oh, a with me. With you. Oh, wow. In oh, a couple really? of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so on the 6th of the 9th in Northern Catalonia, we've got a beautiful castle. Beautiful castle. Um, I, it's it's going to be... It's going to be good. You know, for anyone who has been following Charisma maybe since just a few months ago and stuff like that, before we were a co-living brand, we were a pop-up co-living brand, which is really just a retreat company. We hosted retreats, uh, one in uh, Fuerteventura, Gran Canaria, Croatia, and Morocco. Mm -hmm. Absolutely amazing. But there's something about this one that's coming up that I think is going to be really, really special. Starting from the people that are already have already signed up. Yeah, we've got a good crew. The program, the team behind it, and the venue is just. I mean, the venue is just. It's going to be a, it's going to be a pretty magical few days, I think. Yeah. What what, what what do you what can people expect? <sighs> this has been the sort of the building blocks of what we've been getting into with the whole of the start of show up and of like what I've been putting together for the last, you know, couple of last year and a half really. Um, and I'm going to try and ex try and share as much information and try and create the space for people to be able to really start to reset and, and get into one, get in touch with themselves, but also start to bring themselves into the state where once they do leave, on the Sunday afternoon that they're ready to just go forth and flourish. Um, we're gonna talk about do some breath work, do some cold exposure. We're gonna go deep into some different breath work techniques and start to break it up a little bit. Some movement, we're gonna get into nature and just crack open the scenes a little bit and just get rid of the smoke and all the thoughts and all the worries. Um, and I'm really, really excited to get deep with a couple of people. Yeah, and, and so I see, you know, a year from from today, I see show up organizing lots of retreats, right? I'm probably, I mean, we're gonna do one first one together. Let's see how it goes. If we wanna do more collabs, uh, for sure amazing. But I feel like I have my community here in Barcelona, my co-living and the other experiences, but I really see, you know, the retreats being a integral part of show up, a real good way of adding, really making a, a big impact people's life in a yeah. short period of time are you, are you thinking of anything else is there anything else in the vision or just enjoying the journey and seeing how it goes yeah there's i've got i've got ideas uh there's there's one that we've we've temporarily booked in for next year in france a big old buddhist monastery in france where we're going to have a couple of other practitioners come in and, and join which will be a complete like a break open session we're going to go for about five days and really get into the seams of what consciousness and and breath work and how to really start to open the mind to different ideas and 
and also break old ones. Uh, that's a long way away. But I'll, there's a couple of other experiences that we're gonna do. One's gonna be in the Pyrenees during the winter at the end of this year, um, which will be a bit more of a testing experience and push people to the limits, and, but also start to teach them how to really regulate themselves under high periods of stress. So this one that we're running in a couple of weeks will be a nice introduction for a few people into this and really start to hone in on it before we start to allow people to push even further. Um, and then what I'm thinking is not just the retreat side of thing, is starting to create a, like an eight week program where we really start to facilitate some health and some wellness within the mind and, and being of whoever wants to join and start to reset and optimize their lives in, in day-to-day actions and, and through their life and through their work. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things that are occurring at the moment, um, as well as where we're putting together a plan to hopefully get you on a podcast at one stage. So that we've just recorded our first one last week, as well as organizing um, possible workshops within Barcelona where we're gonna fly some really high profile names in and get them to speak to the community and give, share their tips on how to technically biohack or whatever whatever area or category that they're in and share their knowledge with our community. So, yeah, look, the aim, the aim of all of this of why we're doing show up is a lot of different moving parts, but it's, it's to continually give back to our community so we can start to strive, we can get our mission of striving to be able to increase the health of the population and get everyone to move above and start to function and, and optimize their lives at a quicker rate so that we can start to progress as a human species is, is the ultimate goal. That's, that's why I wake up every morning it's at 5.30 and, and go to show up. And, and you've changed a lot of people's lives, really, for real. What's going to happen with Center Movement? Are you going to drop it or...? No, it's still going. I love, I love my osteo practice. Yeah. Yeah, I really like. There's there's a factor of being able to continue to to get a lot more people involved and start to spread the message. But there's for me, there's always going to be something special about um, being able to have that one-on-one interaction and be able to really start to change someone's lives one to one. So I'll always keep the practice, and I would like to I would like to grow it. Um, I think if you know we start to delegate correctly and start to build the team, I've had a couple of people that are messaging me saying they'd like to come and work. Um, within the clinical space, so maybe, possibly towards the end of the year, we can get someone else in and and do that. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so we're approaching the end of this beautiful episode. Really, really enjoying it. Um, and I want to ask you something that we ask more recurringly, which is around you know how you found your path, right? Normally. People are told, okay, you know, starting university, you either study business, you either study psychology, you either blah, 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 whatever, right? It's kind of like they try to put you into a specific, you know, these shapes that kids play with, right? It's like you kind of force yourself into one specific one, but you've not only started with a path that's very different from many traditional paths, Mm -hmm. but I've also found one specifically that's really aligned with yourself. And that's one of the things that, you know, the people in our community really share, right? Everyone dreams big. Everyone is looking to find their own authentic calling, right? And doesn't just dream about it, but actually goes and does it, Mm. right? So I'd love to know from your side, how 
did you find your path and a path that's really aligned with yourself? Um, I, I went to a, you know, a, a private school. I was lucky enough to have a good education and went to a university where a lot of my school friends all went and studied finance. I've got a couple of friends that work on Wall Street and so forth, right? But uh, I took the health road and sort of knew that I was getting going down a path where possibly I wasn't going to be able to make a lot of money compared to the finance side of things or the entrepreneurial journey or whatever it may have been for the time that I was stuck in at uni. But, um, and I occasionally have those doubts. I think it's only natural to, to feel that way. But I would say one thing, it's just that, you know, it, it's normal to feel anxiety and to be overwhelmed when the, you're faced with the, the question of, you know, am I doing the right thing? Or like, am I, am I really on my own journey? And I think it, for me, it comes back to what, we're, what we've been talking about for the last hour is that, you know, really focusing on yourself, on, on being completely embodied within your own self. And that if you are finding that you're anxious and stressed, is it, is it because you find that whatever you're doing or not going after isn't completely for you? And that maybe there does need to be a change. Or maybe it's okay to feel that way in that certain moment. But there's certain things that you could chase that would make you feel like you're on your path. So in, in, in Ode to this podcast, you know, it's, it's nice to just take a breath, sit back and be like, okay, it's fine, everything's okay, I'm on my journey where you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. And you can change whatever moment or wherever you go along that journey. You just have to, for one moment, realize that wherever you are, you can control your own emotional state and every step forward that you take after that. Like, do whatever you want to do. My old man had a saying, uh, it's a little bit vulgar, but I'm going to say it anyway. It was, uh, if anyone tells you that you don't want to do, that tells you to do something that you don't want to do, fuck them, fuck them all. <laughs> Just do whatever you want to do. And that's the only right answer. 100%. Yeah. And the last question I wanted to ask yourself, um, what's been one of the highlights, the biggest value you've gotten from, I mean, not just being part of the community, but also co-leading it yeah. to some extent. Um, just to give everyone context, Obviously, there's the Charisma residence as well. Uh, but these people, when they come, they have access to this wider community, which is now approaching the 100 uh, people mark mm -hmm. at this point. Uh, Jake and I started together after a day of golfing. Such a wonderful day. We have to go back yeah, we should very soon. Yeah. But what's been one of your, your highlights, one of the biggest value you, you've gotten uh, from being part of this community? It's just being able to walk into a, a nice, conscious-minded, friendly group of people that are constantly wanting to be able to push themselves and step outside of the box. Like what we've been able to create in such a short amount of time with our community is just that it, it gives people the opportunity that when they come to this city or come within you know, a new, scary environment that they have access to some quite, you know, you know, people who, who are also like-minded and, and willing to be able to do fun things and also create even better things. 
yeah, I've, look, I've loved every aspect of it, whether it's the, the community we've built or whether it's um, the show up or charisma crew. Uh, it, everyone seems like it's, it, they all mold really well together and that I don't think it's going to go anywhere and I hope that more people get to experience it. They will. Oh, man. Come here. That was great. Finally, you know, where can people find you? Is there, do you want to be found at all? Or? Sure. I think everyone loves a little bit of social interaction. Yeah, this is your spot right now. Uh, you can find Stop me it. on Dr. Jake Wright on Instagram. Uh, the business of the osteopathic business is Center Movement, Center C-T-R-E, uh, and showup.barcelona. We've also got one in Madrid that runs in El Retiro. We've got one in Malaga, um, which we're starting this week, actually pretty exciting. We've got another one in Australia in Port Ferry, and then obviously whatever happens after that, possibly one in Tel Aviv. I shouldn't be saying that. Um, and if anyone has any questions or you'd like to work with me personally, just shoot me a message on there. Thanks, Mark. Thank you.